Do you want to hear my story about uh, how the lady at Dairy Queen touched my butt? Oh, this was funny. <laughs> sure. So I'm at Dairy Queen, and we, I get in there, and the woman working there is mopping. And so I'm like, oh, stepping on her mop and drab, and I go, sorry, sorry. And she goes, it's okay. I'm like, whatever, though. And so then I get my, my, I order my stuff, and I get my drink, and I go to fill it up. And I, Elsha was kind of, like, right behind me. And so I'm filling up my drink, and I just feel something, like, tap against my butt. So I'm like, oh, that's Elsha, you know, just for some reason. Elsha, <laughs> for some reason, slap Touching. my butt. So I just kind of was like, I didn't really look at anything. Like, I wasn't really, because I just I figured it was you. And then when I turned around, like, I like I turned around, and I was, like, going to give this look of, like, why did you touch my butt? And she was just standing there with the mop. <laughs> And she was like, sorry. And, and then I, I turned around and I was like, it was like the most awkward interaction. And I was like, what just happened? And I started laughing. I was like, oh no, it's okay. Because then I'm like, I think she hit my butt with her mom. Yeah, she's stick. probably like going like this and then just like. Yeah. yeah. But she just I looked around, I turned around. She looked so awkward. Just like, sorry. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> and so, yeah, that was my. I just, I just feel like usually if that happened to you, you'd kind of like look and be like, oh, what was that? And then they'd be sorry, but it happened and I just didn't and you do just, anything. You just assumed. I just was still <laughs> filling up my drink and then I turned around so slowly and she was just standing there. So slowly like, to give me a sassy look and then it wasn't me and I was like, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> and so I was like, this is kind of awkward. That yeah. lady at Dairy Queen's like, ah, this girl. Stepping in my girl, stepping in my way, well, slap her butt. She looks right at me in front of sassy. the front door. It was only like five thirty. <laughs> yeah, she what? was like right in in the way. Like there was yeah. no way you could go around. Like it wasn't her. like I was there at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. why are you mopping right now? Maybe someone dropped yeah, something. Yeah, I'm guessing. I mean, I wasn't but... mad. I was just like, oh. It was just funny because I turned around and you looked. It was the most awkward interaction. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was my story for today. Great. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Centigrade, the podcast where we take a movie breakdown and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And we're back this week in the musical genre. Mm-hmm. Mm. This was a, a request from uh, Instagram. Was this Instagram? Was this Yeah, someone, I don't remember what this someone was. Yeah, someone <laughs> messaged I don't think us. anyone's ever emailed us. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, no, lots of people email us. Yeah. But no, I think this one was on this Instagram. This one was on Instagram, yeah. So thank you to the person that did that. Um, slid in the DMs. Yeah, slid in the DMs. Very excited. You're not listening to this, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah. Do you remember first seeing this movie? Uh, well, you know what? This movie is one that my mom really loves because mm-hmm. um, I think she just loves the musical. Yeah, same with my mom. Um, so I'm sure that it... I'm sure it was on when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I'm 100% sure I never watched it all the way through until we watched it together like two years ago or Yeah, we watched whenever it in that the was. apartment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've seen the musical, I want to say, I know I saw it once in New York on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say, I'm pretty sure I saw it in Broadway across Canada. Well, you said you saw it in Calgary. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. I'm pretty sure that happened. So I've seen it twice as mm-hmm. a musical. And the movie twice. I think so. All the way through. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The musical's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. Uh, I like The it. musical's pretty lit. <laughs> when the, when that chandelier comes down and it goes, oh, yeah. go, 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 and that's fun stuff. Yeah. Um, the gun goes <clears throat> off in the musical, I've lost my mind. It was so loud. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't, I also don't really remember which scene. Pro- I mean, probably the most, the one that I can remember was when we watched in the apartment. I feel like mm-hmm. I also had seen just like random parts of it mm-hmm. at some point before, but yeah. And I've seen the musical once. Yeah. When it came to Vancouver. But like this <laughs> and Les Mis are like two of my mom's favorite musicals. Same with my mom. So. Yeah. Maybe. If Les Mis came here on tour, she would go crazy. I think my mom's seen Les Mis like a million times. I think my mom's seen it once. <laughs> Maybe more than that, but I know she saw it when she went to London, and she saw it mm-hmm. on the West End, and she was like, she was like, I had the worst tickets possible, like, at, like, the very top, like, yeah. like, the, like, very top back, and she was like, and it was still the best experience, <laughs> whatever. I like, know when yeah. I saw it in New York, we had, like, nosebleed seats, because yeah. I think we got them, like, last minute. Yeah. And all... It was very high. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just remember having to pee so badly right before the intermission that when the intermission happened, I booked it. And I made it to the bathroom first. Because yeah. I was like, I can't I can't handle standing in a line. Yeah. And if I don't make it back, I don't want to walk back here in the dark. I don't even know if they let you do that. I feel like you have to be in there before they start or else they're like, you can't come in. I don't know if that's true. I don't true. think so. I think it depends. Some places are like that. Some places are like, you gotta be in here because you can't re-enter. I don't know, but I feel like then they should give you more time in the intermission to get back to the bathroom. I'm sure they do. It's just when there's so many people there. Yeah. You know, this is Broadway. Yeah. And those bathrooms, some of them are tiny. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, yeah, both of our moms are like in love with it. When this came to Vancouver, my mom was like, I'm buying us tickets. Because I don't think she'd seen it before, like the mm. musical, but she, but she loved it. So she was like, I'm getting like good not like really like not like front row but she was like i'm getting like better seats than we usually would yeah I'm very excited to go yeah my mom has the season passes for broadway across canada mm-hmm. and she has tickets for anastasia in like february and i really want to see it so i'm kind of like what if i just went home for a day <laughs> and then i was like that would probably cost me more money than yeah. to just buy tickets well she here. was like what if i went home for a day and then she looked up flights and i was like it's more expensive for you to fly there than if we just bought tickets okay. to the ones here that comes here to like the next month yeah. But I also wanted to go just because I kind of miss seeing them with my mom. Because mm-hmm. that was something we used to do when I was in, like, high school. Mm-hmm. It's a, and it would always be on, like, a Thursday night, and I had school the next day. But then she'd always just be like, oh, we're going to the musical tonight. And I'd be like, oh, completely forgot about that. And then I'd mm-hmm. go. And then I always wanted food afterwards. Nothing was open. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, like, A&W. I'd always have to be like, can we go to A&W? <laughs> <laughs> good times i miss those days yeah uh i guess i'll get into the pre-production mm-hmm. um so i'll do a quick um history of the musical because kind of have to sure. <laughs> based on it so pretty much the musical was based on the book the novel um by french french author gaston Leroux in the early 1900s uh called the phantom of the opera but in French, Le Phantom d'Opera. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, and it was, the novel was then made into two silent films, one of which was made in 1916, but is now a lost film. I guess you can't find it anywhere. Um, and then the other one was made in 1925 by Universal Studios. Mm. Um, so two silent movies were made. And then they made it into a stage musical in 1986 where it opened in the West End and then it made its way to Broadway in 1988. Mm-hmm. Uh, open to like crazy reviews. It became like the longest running show in Broadway history. Had its like 10,000th per- uh, performance on February 11th, 2012. Uh, it's the most, it was the most financially successful um, 
musical until Lion King, because Lion King's crazy. Yeah. Uh, You've seen Lion King? No. I have. I saw it when it was in That's uh, one that Calder. it's like, yeah. <laughs> That's one How where it's like, I want to. How McKenna did too? All I mean, the they things. have like multiple dates, <laughs> but still. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but Lion's King is crazy. I think that has like, if you look at numbers of like most financially successful musicals, it's like, there's I a mean, huge gap. Yeah. Lion King crazy. makes the sense too, though, because you could take kids to it. Yeah. Take kids yeah. To it's really fun. Like, it is yeah. fun. <laughs> I think I feel like there's audience participation. Is that real? I feel like I remember there being kids just going up there. Maybe that's wrong. I don't remember that. But... Maybe I saw it once. In, no, I, I don't know. I definitely did see it though, and I feel like it was really cool. Mm-hmm. But they have um, they come down the aisles. And yeah, stuff. Like, they yeah. use a lot of the theater. They yeah. don't just stay to the stage and stuff. Yeah, that's one that I want to see though. But yeah, and it uh, Broadway news. It's now um expected to close in February 2023. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm. Um, but uh, and then forty-eight after uh, hours after the announcement, um, ticket sales for it skyrocketed because now there's like a limited amount of shows playing. And it's crazy because it's like the longest-running show. They so. go, just kidding, we're bringing it back. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do that, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess as time goes by, more musicals become big, and then they need they just need the space to do that. So yeah, they you know it, it's it makes just kind sense. Of, it's just but... kind of like crazy when you have one where it's like this has been here for like. But isn't it so many years? I, I stopped listening for a second. But isn't it just moving? <laughs> like it's reopening a I think little it, bit later at a different theater. Yeah, it's still they might have. Uh, I don't know. They might have announced that. I don't know. That wasn't. I feel like I remember them saying that. Yeah. But also, I don't know if they did that after because mm. they got a bunch of money because everyone was buying tickets crazily. I mean, I just. I, don't I, know. I feel like that was always their plan. Yeah. Because I feel like, like, why would you shut down that musical? It's, like, uh, literally iconic. I don't know. You know? Yeah. People go to New York, and they're like, I want to see Phantom. I want to see Phantom. I mean, yeah, if you go to New York, people are like, I either want to see Phantom or I want to see Les Mis. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. But anyways, um, then the film was announced in 1989 when Warner Brothers purchases, purchased the film rights and gave Andrew Lloyd Webber total artistic control over it 1989 yes and this came out in 2004 yes wasn't it 99 no i swear i read it on the wiki that it was was gonna say it's a long time that's said 89 it's 15 years right uh yeah so uh they i mean you can double check i'm pretty sure it was 89 though I feel like that there's got to be some explanation. Well, there for is. Why. Oh, it was because of his divorce. Yeah, but so I, who's but Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, uh, I don't um, think I. I'll get into the drama. <laughs> it, I think they bought the rights in '89. Well, that's what I said. But they didn't start like production. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Oh, well, why didn't you mention that? <laughs> because you stopped me and said no, it was '99. Anyways, <laughs> uh, in '89. They got the... What the heck did I just do? Anyways. Uh, they got the rights. Mm-hmm. And then... because And then uh, they got... Um, Joel Schumacher. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, they got him to direct. Um, because uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, Wow, your use of the music in The Lost Boys was great. Apparently. So they got sure. him. Apparently there was a ton of people that wanted to like direct it. And they Joel were like, No, we want him. Joel so. Schumacher to me feels like a weird... Here's the thing. I don't know much about him. I only yeah. know that he made San Elmo's Fire, which is a movie that I kind of like, but um, isn't very good, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, just, you know, written-wise, not very good. And then he made, like, The Lost Boys, which is also kind of a classic kind of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Feels like a weird choice. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
But maybe, you know what, they always do that. It's always someone will direct a musical and they'll be like, really? That person? And whatever. They did it. Yeah. Steven Spielberg. You're like, sure. <laughs> Guess so. Um, so they got him. The two of them wrote the screenplay that same year. And then they were, they actually cast the original cast of the musical to play Phantom and Christine, which was Michael Crawford and Sarah Brightman. Sarah Brightman was his wife at the time. Mm. Um, and to, so they were going to play the roles in the movie. Um, and then they was had... Andrew Lloyd Webber's wife? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so they, they had that all figured out. They were going to film in, uh, 1990 with a $25 million budget. It was then pushed in November and then it was stalled when they had their divorce. Nice. Um, as, and also Joel Schumacher at the same time, his career started taking off a lot. So like everything collectively just kind of halted because they were like divorce. We now don't have a director really Mm -hmm. (laughs) great stop development it was stuck in limbo for a long time obviously long gap Mm -hmm. um it would they kept on bringing out like like little updates every once in a while being like oh joel schumacher's back whatever and then he would have something else nothing would happen uh random they'd be like oh we have this person cast and then nothing would come of it for like a long time and then finally in 2002 they restarted production uh and then in 2003, Angela Lloyd Webber's really useful group purchased the film rights from Warner Brothers in an attempt to produce the Fan of the Opera independently. Um, in, uh, as a result, he invested $6 million of his own money, and it was then produced on an $80, $80 million budget. Uh, and then Warner Brothers was given a first look deal for dis- distribution, and... Uh, when the principal cast was chosen in 2003, Warner Brothers paid under $8 million to acquire the North American distribution rights. Mm. So, yeah, that's a little, little history of what happened. Right. Fun times. It's a long <laughs> time for it to just have nothing happen, though. I suppose so. I think sometimes it happens to movies. It's like, oh, we just kind of forgot this about it. This gives me Wicked the Movie vibes. Right. Ever heard about that? I know that's it's been happening. in limbo forever. Wasn't it? It's but it's going into production now, isn't it? Like finally, but it is. Yeah, but it's been like so long. Isn't like isn't Ariana, Ariana Grande? Grande? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Dove, no, not Dove Cameron. What's her name? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember people being like really invested. Thing in is, it's it's and... it's in production though, but I think they still like don't have most of their cast, so it still is like a while before they start. Cynthia filming Cynthia Erivo. Yeah, Erivo. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that gives me the same vibes as that, where they, like, f- a long time ago, they were like, we're going to make this into a movie, and then there was just no updates, Jeff no nothing. Goldblum's playing the wizard? Is that real? Sure. I think so. It's on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and the guy from Bridgerton, Jonathan Bailey's playing Piero. Anyways, <laughs> same vibes as that, where I feel like both those, produ- like, this Directed production. by John M. Chu. Sorry, I'm never getting a crazy <laughs> Yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> Probably not. That's weird. How many books are there? Three. Hmm. I should have had all three of them by now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's also crazy because that movie was really successful. It made so much money. So. so yeah, that's the pre-production. So we'll get into the vibe check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which is? That explain what the vibe check is. Oh, yes. It's the part of the podcast where we see if the movie passes the vibe check. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's very, very easy to say. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you don't say it, some people might be like, what the okay, heck is the vibe check? Okay. Well, now you know. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Pass. Pass.
Yeah. I guess so. You know, this movie... It's a very enthusiastic pass from Chelsea. <laughs> this movie has yeah. a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, this is this is McKenna's... Last week, I was shook at Breaking Dawn Part 1's Rotten Tomato score. This is the week of McKenna being shook by the Rotten Tomatoes score. I just feel like that's really low. Like, I've it never is. really it heard is. anyone, like, criticize this movie that much. It's I mean, really I don't low. pay attention to it. Yeah. But, like, Twilight, I'm like, okay, people just yeah. brigaded it probably because it's about for teenage girls, you know? Yeah. Whereas this, I was like, that's weird. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I feel like critics usually don't like musicals that much. That is true. I can't really think of many, like, really great musical movies, at least not recently. There used to be a thing, like, back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. That was, like, what won Oscars was musicals. Yeah. And now it's, like, like maybe La La Land, maybe West Side Story. I mean, Story. Chicago got a lot of... Um, yeah, that's true, Chicago. Oscar stuff. But then, like, Les Mis isn't super highly regarded. Anything (laughs) that Tom Hooper does, musical-wise. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. (laughs) Cats was bad. Yeah. You know, I just feel like a lot of the times, they can go pretty wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to study. Like, what is it about musicals that sometimes don't translate? I think we talked about this a little bit in an episode of something. Probably, um... West Side Story, maybe? Maybe. It might have been High School Musical. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. You know, but, like, uh, there is something about them. Sometimes they don't really translate that well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't know. It's interesting. Anyways, we need to come up with a word, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I... I just feel like this is the hardest part of... I know. I had I had some, but I don't know if they're good. I don't well, know if they're a vibe. They're more just words that I was like, this kind of... You <laughs> say them, I'll say if I like uh, them or not. I have grand. That one I'm not as into. Okay. Uh, mysterious. Mm-hmm. I have obsession. Spectacle. I don't know. Stuff like that. I feel I like it's kind of the when vibe. When you said grand, I thought spectacle. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. Those. That's the ones that I came up with. Dramatic. <laughs> Dramatic, yeah. Mm. Something in that realm. I don't. You yeah, don't, don't have know. a preference. French. <laughs> French. <laughs> Not even really French. that French. Uh, There's one of those movies that's uh, uh, set in France, and then you forget that it's set in France because they all speak English. Yeah, and they all have, and they all have like British accents, except for Patrick Wilson, who I swear is trying his best to do one, but it just <laughs> sounds American. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, same like Beauty and the Beast. No one in that speaks. Lumiere. Except for Lumiere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everyone else is like. That's why we stan <laughs> Ratatouille. Except for some reason, Linguini's American. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, you don't. Well, I everyone mean, else is. He has, he has a friends. backstory for it, right? Doesn't he? I think his mom was, was American. American. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then. Yeah. But his dad was Gusto. I love Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, do you want to go with Spectacle, then? Is that Sure, the... that one's fun. Okay, great. Uh, which means that we will move into the categories, then. We'll go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing and music, and societal impact, each giving it a score out of 10. We will then combine those scores to give us a score out of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round. Mm-hmm. Move on to round one, story score, scoring based on writing and plot. I mean, the fact that this movie has a 33% around tomatoes makes me wonder if there's, like, something wrong with it. Like, mm-hmm. um, the writing, I think, is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the music a lot. I think the music is pretty well done. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe, like, an, an 8? 
I was also thinking an eight. We really love giving out the eight, don't we? I feel like we've gotten to a point where like we're doing movies that aren't so highly regarded that they would ever deserve a ten. <coughs> but that we don't yeah. hate enough to give anything less than like a seventy five percent. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean also this musical is a little bit different from the other I'm trying to think of what other musicals we've done. We've done West Side West Side Story. Mm-hmm. What else have we done? I guess High School, High School Musical. Musical. Is La- that it? La La Land. Oh, La La Land. I mean, if you count the Disney ones, we did Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, this one's a little bit different from those ones, though, because this one is, like, pretty much entirely sung. Not not to the point of it's entirely sung, but it's pretty close. That's <laughs> Like, true. there's a lot of singing They in do it. a lot of that talk singing yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's, like, a little bit different where it's, like, there's not really that much dialogue because it's mostly all through the songs. So yeah. it's just, like, a little bit different to talk about. Evidently there is, though, because yeah. the soundtrack is only an hour and three minutes long, and the movie's two hours and 23 minutes. Yeah. Just, it just feels like there's not that much talking. It also I'm feels... trying to think of any scene, and I can't think of one where they're not singing. I mean, I know that it happens, but I can't think they of it. They do a lot of talking at the beginning. That's true. When she's, like, becoming, when she steps in to be yeah. play Carlotta's role. Mm. Yeah, that's probably the longest period and then like i think when madame jerry is telling her him about how she met the phantom oh yeah that's spoken Mm -hmm. i think i think that the phantom is never speaking yeah i feel like i think so almost all of his lines are like sung talking yeah very interesting things song talking yeah um just because like some musicals do it some musicals don't Mm -hmm. you know yeah. Um, this one and, like, Les Mis are big on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... I mean, there's a fair amount more recently that also do that. That are, like, the entire thing's completely sung. Hamilton's like that. Yeah. Hades Town's like that. It's literally entirely sung. <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, but I feel um, like if you look at, like, more recent, like, movies, like, um, I don't know, In the Heights, mm-hmm. they don't really do that. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they do. No, they do. Bit, but, like, but... <clears throat> They still have lots of scenes where they're just talking. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They still have, like, songs that are, like, song talking, too. But mm-hmm. I feel like this one feels like a lot of just, like, things that you would think are just supposed to be conversations are for some reason sung. And it's mm-hmm. not even like it's really, it really feels like a song. It just feels like they're singing what they're talking. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. I think it's weird. <laughs> I don't mind it, <laughs> but I think it's an odd choice. Les Mis does that, but I think they do it badly. Because whenever I watch them, I'm like, this is weird, Hugh Jackman. Why are you singing? <laughs> Maybe it's just Hugh Jackman that's the problem. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> no. Maybe it's just him that's the problem, because I feel like they do it pretty well in that. I don't know. I think it's weird. I don't, like, uh, I don't know. Chicago? They definitely just have talking speech. Yeah, they don't really do. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm just thinking about, like... A... I mean, it's just style. Because Chicago yeah, also isn't really, like... Like, they, they just more have songs. Well, and I think, like, and, like... Like, Fountain of the Opera is definitely... It's a musical. Yeah. But they're trying to style it as closely to an actual opera structure, I think. So mm-hmm. they want more singing. Yeah. Yeah, because operas are, like, just... They're singing everything also. I think so, yeah. I think so, I've yeah. never seen an opera. But I I've do neither, think but I think more... it's But I think it's, like, most of their dialogue is they're it's singing. Song. And yeah. it's, like... Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that is it's just a, an interesting thing to talk about the differences between the musicals because this is more of like a traditional like it's all very sung, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a bit different. 
I can talk about the differences between this and the musical, which is, I think, partially where some of the, not criticism, but where, I mean, a lot of the criticism of why people are like, oh, this isn't good is them being like, it's not written well, Mm. which I think, I guess, partially might come from the differences Mm. because no one really says that about the musical. (laughs) I don't think so. Could also be the difference between critics reviewing musicals and critics reviewing movies yeah because they probably have they probably have different backgrounds yeah and what they like and what they think about and so like if you're super into reviewing movies and you see a musical and then you're like well this is very structurally different mm-hmm. where if you're if you do just review musicals you would understand that that's just how they work mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe it's also if you took like someone who didn't like this movie and put them in the musical or like just to see it mm-hmm. as real would they think differently yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. They might just not be into musicals. It's also a possibility. Yeah. But there's not that many, actually. It's it's pretty similar. It's really just <laughs> the biggest thing that's different is that, and I said this when we were watching it yesterday. Is that yesterday? Yeah, that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is that the chandelier in the musical drops at the end of act one, and that's the, like, closing thing, is the, the it drops and then end of act one, and then it starts up with, uh, masquerade. masquerade in the movie the chandelier drops at the end of the movie and that's what triggers the like f- like run to go get him and he steals christine or whatever down to the his place <laughs> I don't know. yeah i don't know what you call it <laughs> um so like that's yeah. the biggest difference is that you're you're changing the mid like but only by a little bit right Oh wait! No. Did, oh no! Yeah. Cause no. It, in the musical, it drops at the direct middle, and that ends Act One. And in the movie, it literally drops at the very end, yeah. and then it, he, like everything gets set well, on fire, and then he steals her. I think that makes sense because in the musical, that's a really nice ending point yeah. for an act to go into an intermission. Yeah. Because it's big and it leaves you in suspense. Yeah. In this, you don't have that because it's no no intermission. The only thing I feel... Yeah, I agree with that. So you have to have it at a point where he wants to drop it on everybody. So he has to get angry. And if that doesn't happen before Masquerade, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that feels weird to me in the movie is that you still have the same arc. Like, you still have the same songs and everything leading up to that point. So then, like, in the the musical, like, the stage version, they have, like, the thing on the rooftop. Which one is that called? Is that All I Ask of You? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah that song and then he hears them and then he gets all mad and then he literally is like he pretty much is like you i don't know you got like i will this is the last time you'll get away with this and then he throws the the, he drops the chandelier Mm -hmm. but then in in the movie he has that same thing and then nothing happens because it just goes into masquerade i think the idea because there's a time (laughs) jump there's a three-month time jump in the movie um, and I think it's supposed to be that he, you just assume he's plotting this. Yeah. Revenge it just plan. feels like, I guess it, also if you know, it, it might be different if you don't know the musical. Cause if you know the musical, you might be like, oh, what, what, what was he I doing? I feel like <laughs> it just wouldn't make any sense for him to drop a chandelier in the movie at that yeah. point. Cause it's like, well, why? Yeah. Yeah. I also don't think like, cause I've seen the musical, mm-hmm. but I don't find the arc in the movie to feel out of place like it feels natural to movie structure that like yeah. it happens at the climax yeah mm-hmm. no yeah i agree with that yeah it, it yeah it's just the, i feel like it makes sense for me to, that it's at the end yeah but it may be just in that moment it's like okay well maybe it should have just been replaced with like something i don't know what he would do though I don't know. Because he's like, you will curse the, the day days. you did not do. <laughs> yeah. 
all that the phantom whatever yeah and so then yeah i think he's like okay well then i'll come up with something like she said plotting yeah you know so i think that that makes sense yeah because what happens i've seen the musical but um i don't remember <laughs> things that well mm-hmm. so was it is it he they don't sing that on a rooftop where do they sing that no the, i think they do sing that on the rooftop in the musical yeah in the stage one yeah um and then what happened? Why does he drop a chandelier? Well, he this- goes, well, because he, he's he's an angry boy. And then I think they, I think he drops it during the like curtain call, of in like because they're finishing the show or something, and so everyone's on stage and it drops. Right. Yeah. I don't also remember the music. I'm pretty that sure well. that's. I've what only happens. seen it once. I was also looking up stuff about it before because I was <laughs> like, am I remembering this correctly? I watched this a while ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is on the rooftop that that happens. And then I think they just start like running away. <laughs> Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Also different in the movie is that they have the flash forwards. Oh. You know? That doesn't happen in the musical. I don't think I like them. You also... I don't really either. (laughs) You also have, like, all of the stuff with, like, with him in the future. Like, that's not at all in the musical. Of, of, uh, what's his name? Raul. Raul. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just not in the musical. And I feel like you don't even really I just it. think I don't like the style of it. Yeah, it's weird. Because also it's a flash forward, but it's in black and white. Like, yeah, I get like it. it feels like, like it should it. be a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that they wouldn't want the, like, main part of the movie, which is in the past, to be in black and white because you want it to be, like, a, like visually, like, pleasing and, mm-hmm. cra- like, nice looking. But then, like, why not just have the future stuff also in color? It's weird. So you can tell this future. I yeah. think they went too hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's too grainy. It feels too much like it's supposed yeah. to be, like, an old movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. But, yeah, that's different. And I don't know why they do that. I feel like it also happens a um, lot. I think it's just to show that Raul... Yeah, what is the point of that? Let's talk about that. I mean, I'm trying to... I... I what what How many of them happen? I'm trying to think of what even happens in he the, like, ones in the middle. the theater is that right no he buys the monkey is that right uh, well well the first one yeah the first yeah. one he buys the music box yeah yeah that one at the auction because they're yeah. auctioning off pieces of the the thing yeah there's one where he sees a couple getting engaged and it's after like the phantom takes her ring i think mm, or yeah or maybe after they get engaged yeah because he's like looking at a swarovski store and he's all sad yeah and then there's the one where he goes to the grave and he she's obviously passed but they've yeah. been married and he leaves a rose or something and then the, the or no he leaves he, he leaves, leaves the, the uh, box, he leaves the music but the box the phantom had left a rose there for yeah him with the ring yeah i, just I think there's like, another one but I don't yeah remember. i can't remember but why is meg there because she also was at the auction i know the, but what's the point i think it's just to show that like she's alive and well and to yeah, do sure. a callback I think yeah. it's a little bit. I just don't really know if it's necessary. I think I, for, I think if you start with the first one as like the setup, and, and then, then at the end it, one, at, just at, at the end, yeah, come back. I don't even think you need the end one fully, but it is kind of a nice wrap it off. But just to set it up with like we're in the future, but then that stylistic change of like having the future actually look older and grainier, and then mm-hmm. jumping into the reality was is nice. But I yeah. think you could just do that and then not come back to it at all. Yeah, because that's what the musical does also. Yeah. Is that, like, there's the beginning part where they have the auction and then it's just, the mu- like, the rest yeah. of it. And then they don't go back. And I feel like, why add all that other stuff? <laughs> yeah. They're like, we casted but... an old Raul. We're filming Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> use him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
But yeah, that stuff's kind of weird to me. Yeah. But are you confused by what happens in this movie slash the musical? Because this is the kind of musical where I feel like uh, everyone's like, I don't really know what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I feel started, like people are like, I've seen it and I know what happens, but I don't know what happens. Well, we started watching the movie and I was like, I'm going to be real. I don't think I remember at all what this is about. <laughs> I know there's a phantom. Mm-hmm. I know there's another guy. Mm-hmm. And I know that she sings. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. But I don't think I really remembered that, like, he was obsessed with her and he, you know, wanted to keep her. I mean, I know that's, like, the basically all the movie's about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like that it is the kind of thing where it's, like, I'm, I just don't know if I care. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost feel like I'm here for the music. Mm-hmm. The story isn't so amazing to me that I really care to remember it. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. that's sure. that's how some musicals just are. You're just like the music's really great, um, but I don't really care about the story because I feel like I don't really learn that much about the characters. Mm-hmm. Like I know that the Phantom is, you know, sad and hiding away because he's got a janky face. Is that it? <laughs> no, there's more, right? Someone. What? I like blanked out for a second. <laughs> you you know that he. He got, but the, he was uh, an orphan? No, he was with a traveling circus. He was a freak uh, show act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he killed the ringmaster. Yeah. Jeez. Because, because he was abusing him, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Meg was like, I shall help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know. And then he got obsessed with Christine. Yeah. And was helping train her. So how did he know so much about singing? I guess he's just good. I don't know. I mean, he lives there, so it's like... <laughs> oh, he's been listening through the walls or whatever? It's like the uh, marvelous... What the... Mr. Ripley. What's the... Talent. Talented, Talented Mr. Mr. Ripley. He cleans at the thing and he just hears them play all the time. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, he's there listening. Yeah. He listens to all their lessons since he was a child. Yeah. So he's just good. Yeah. I mean, do you find it confusing? Do Not you? really. It's more just, so. I just know that like this the is kind the of kind thing, of thing where people are like, "Yeah, I know Phantom." And then you're like, "What's it about?" And they're like, "Ah." <laughs> I think it's you know? more so that it it's kind of easy to stop paying attention. That's what happens with me. Mm. There's some movies that I'm just like, I stopped paying attention, and now I'm lost. Mostly because I start thinking about other things. If I get bored, I'm like, I'm gonna start thinking about my own things, and then I go, "Frick, I don't know what's happening." <laughs> That's why so often we watch movies and like, oh. No, I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know if it's a new thing for me. It might be. I feel like maybe. Because I feel like I didn't used to have these kind of problems. Maybe I have, like, something's happening. It's the internet. The internet is really making me not able to focus. Yeah, you start daydreaming about your fan fictions and you're That's like, That's honestly oh. a little bit true. No, I start <laughs> thinking about things. I'll, sometimes it is like I'll just be thinking about stories, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, oh. Forget what's happening. Yeah. Or, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be listening to the music and I'll be like singing along and then I'll go, I don't really know what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But, you know, I tried to listen to this one mm-hmm. and then we kind of started talking a little bit. And, and then you it. forgot and then we had to. <laughs> yeah, and then it's fine. But I, I, I understand <laughs> the basic gist. Okay. Okay. Anyways. 
Uh, but yeah, no, the story. And the story. I feel like I know what they're talking about. It's certainly, um, something like Les Mis too is definitely one where I'm like, I never pay attention to this. I just listen to the music just because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm very bored and it's very long. But this one, I think, is, you know, a little bit easier to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I get the gist of it. I okay. understand. Okay. That's good. I do. No, I believe you. All right. Some sass from Chelsea today. I was just telling me I was really sassy today. I'm she like, is. No, I'm not. I'm fine. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, we were saying this. Do you find this movie also feels long? Yes. Oh my god. You know what? Not so much yesterday when we watched it, but when we watched it in the apartment, I was like, this movie feels like it's four hours long, and I I need it to end. It's only two twenty three, mm-hmm. which isn't a short movie. Um, certainly by 2004 standards, I feel like it's, it's, it's a little bit long though. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I think like with the Marvel stuff, Marvel's getting long for some reason, but like two hours and 23 minutes is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like for this, yeah. I feel, I feel like when we watched it yesterday, I didn't feel like it felt super long. That's what I'm saying. I feel like yesterday it wasn't that bad, but it also could have been because I had seen it also kind of recently before that. Uh, when you know what's going to happen in a movie, I feel like it doesn't feel as long. Because you're like, well, yeah. I know how much is left to go. When yeah. you don't know that, it's always like, how much of this am I going to have to sit through? Like, yeah. how much more? <clears throat> like, when they were singing All I Ask of You, I was like, this feels like it should be near the end. And I don't think we're anywhere close. Yeah, that's literally the middle. I know. It's the full middle. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> and I'm like, Because what else does he even need? He needs to kidnap her and they need to sing about it? Well, he has to make his his debut. <laughs> oh yeah, they soak he, him in the masquerade. He writes, uh, like, yeah, he yeah. writes a thing. I want to talk about that skull wax thingy, but that's a thing for visuals. So. Oh sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, um, but certainly, yeah, I feel like this movie is a, a little bit lengthy. But like, is it something that is a pro- like like is that a problem? Yeah, because. No, but, like, how would you fix it, then? Because, you take well, out those stupid I'm... flashback scenes. Okay, well, that's true. I think that but that's not very like long. Five to seven. Minutes. Yeah, like, I really don't okay. think that's that much. might make it not drag as much. I just think it's because but you're also... adapting a stage play, you can't. Yeah. yeah. You don't have a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of movies take out songs when they do that, right? Yeah, but you can't really do that with this when the because entire thing's sung. pretty much sung. I guess that's true. Sung. You know? Like... I mean, really, yeah, what I'm getting at is, like, if, does it feel long? If it does, is there anything you could do about it? Probably not. I feel think, like that's just that I'm it's long. I'm gonna try and think you know? of some songs we don't need. I'm actually looking up, like, just trivia for my bonus best, uh-huh. and you know how you said how it sounds like the Phantom barely speaks in this film? Yeah. He has someone does, there's actually a line. He has, only has 14 spoken lines, and the rest are sung in the Makes entire sense. film. Makes sense. I'm trying to think of any time that he's not singing. And I can't. Yeah, I can't I mean, either. I guess 14 lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to quickly go through some themes? Yeah. This? Um, um, obsession. Uh-huh. And um, unrequited love. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe abuse turning you into... Crazy. Sure. Crazy <laughs> yeah. is a word. Um, I don't know. It's a bit about, I mean, jealousy. Yeah. Um... Uh, a bit about like um like societal like how society treats you based on how you look um also like looks first of um versus like talent like he is talented but no one like they you know society doesn't treat him properly 
Because you, you know what the thing is. So he's kind of hiding away. I mean that's true. I mean, but he's also crazy. He just killed people. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's oh. hiding away because how he was treated. Yeah, as a child too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the Joker. I was literally just <laughs> thinking yeah. that. Just thinking that. It's like this is kind of like Joker. The movie Joker. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do they? Is it because of his face? You know what? No, I don't think that's. It's okay. Oh no. No, I was just thinking about. It's not really related because I was just thinking about the other day when I was like, "How does he buy things?" Because he's getting paid right by uh-huh. the theater. They're like, or they the old owners used to give him twenty thousand francs a month. Mm-hmm. Don't know how much money that is. Probably a lot. Because <laughs> that was like. Back in the 19... 19- when does this take place? <laughs> uh, the, oh, the book was written. Oh, did um, they say that? I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was paying attention to <laughs> it. 1870. And 1927 or something is when okay, the... Okay, whatever. Yeah, get fricked. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be like, oh, you don't care. Someone, Cora asked. Oh, the... You know what? It's because I read and I could see it. Approximately 3,500 US dollars. A okay. month? Yeah. It's not bad, especially for the time. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. It's actually really good, isn't it? That's pretty good, yeah. I think this... I know, the guy... He's making more than me. <laughs> yeah. This, this man's is making not... more than okay. me for doing nothing. This is not... This is this doesn't have inflation built in. Oh. Um. That's just like a straight... That's a straight strange. translation. So yeah. With that's what I'm saying. Inflation, oh, he's bank. A lot of bank. All the bank. Half a million dollars? That can't a be. Month. A month? That can't oh. be. I mean, what you said, th- you said 3700 a month? <laughs> 35, well, 35. Yeah. 35. So, yeah, because this person's saying, what, $3,500 US dollars in, this, they also did it for 1890. I don't know why. Maybe that's when they find stats. But then they said the 2017 value of that sum is approximately $495,000. Was that a month? or was It was a month. Yeah. Someone just didn't do the math on that. They're like 20,000 francs, sure. You know, but like my question, yeah, was like, what is he spending it on? Well, he's spending it on his horse, um, his boat. What do you mean on his horse? Food? He has a horse down there. Yeah, I know, but what do you mean well, he by that? Well, he had to buy the horse. Okay. And then he has to feed the horse. Yeah, that can't um, cost that also, much money. He also has a wedding dress. Okay. Um, they're expensive. Um, I mean, he, he built... And he didn't build the place, but he, like, has stuff in the place. I always think it's really funny to think about people like this that are so mysterious. I, I was telling you he gave me Din vibes yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for a second you were yeah, like, for a little... Din? Because yeah. then you think about them and you go, what about all of the very domestic things you have to do? Yeah. Like, eating. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine this guy pooping. You can't, can you? Because <laughs> that's just too normal of a thing for someone like him to do, but he has to. And that's the thing about weird people in movies. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing he could do that's normal? Like, cook? <coughs> Make a sandwich? A Make a sandwich. Like, what is he eating? Okay, this is a know. much different inflation rate, okay. so I don't know what the other person was talking about. This one takes it to $28,000 a month with inflation. That's still a lot of money. Which is a ton of money. Yeah. But that's like my thing is like, is he? Maybe he's just rich. Is he... Like maybe he doesn't have to spend it maybe all. Maybe Christine month. should have married him. Yeah, yeah maybe but... that would have been like strategic. Like, <laughs> he's not 
the owner. Well, he is the owner of the theater. No. No, he's no. not. No, no, no. So he's not, like, upkeeping this theater. No, no he literally just... He's just like, pay me or he's you'll die. He's just buying yeah. candles. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably <laughs> half of that per month is him buying he candles. He has to pay for his horse. Yeah, That's but what, what I said. He's spending a lot of money on, um... He made a saw trap. He traps, made that yeah. weird, like... <laughs> Like, okay, so you get a horse, right? I, I think the initial buying of the horse, yeah, that's expensive. No, Whatever. feeding horses are expensive. How much does that cost? That's quite a... Well, I mean, he's... I guess he's not he's boarding a horse, this, but, yeah, like, there's people that own horses. It's, like, thousands of dollars a month to, like, He's washing this horse. What do horses eat, hey? Mm, yeah, eat? they yeah. eat... Yeah. Maybe he's I just feel like, because he's just... Like, he's just <laughs> leaving this thing in the sewer, right? Yeah. So, it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And he just has to give it food. I feel like that can't cost that much. Do you money. think he bought the boat, or do you think he like made the boat? If he bought the boat, how did he get down the make boat? the boat? I don't know. He has so but, much time on his hands. But, like, he could do whatever. I, and I was like, so is he just going out to the market with? And you're like, oh, he puts a hood up. I'm like, that'd be so sketchy. He'd be the yeah, sketchiest. But I feel person. like it's not that strange. I feel like people. But then he's wearing a mask. I don't think he's wearing the mask. I think he's just wearing a hood. You know, like how people wear a hoodie. I just and think you can't everyone would talk face. about this guy. They'd be like, "You seen the guy?" Maybe in the Madame market? Jerry's buying him shit. That's yeah. true. That I can believe that. Yeah. Better. There you go. So I want to see her a grocery list every week, and then she gets a commission. That's why she's still helping him out. Yeah, it's Maybe also she gets like, a I actually also salary. make bank. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about like him sleeping in his coffin. Mm-hmm. Does he sleep in a coffin? I don't know. He just gives me the vibes. That he, he gives me coffin vibes. <laughs> you know, um, I think like, he has a bit. In his spare time. Yeah, because Christine wakes up in it, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. In his spare time, he just, like, what, listens to the opera, sings with Christine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing else. He lives a he, life of leisure. I just think you yeah. get bored. I feel like, does he have any books? That's why he made right. traps. He writes music. He literally composed an opera. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> She's like, I don't know who you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the movie. They he makes them perform his opera. Mm-hmm. That's the entire second part of the yeah. musical. Actually, is that he comes to the masquerade and goes, "I have made an opera, and you guys are going to perform it with her as the star." And then they're like, "We're not going to do that." And then he's like, yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> "That's what happens." Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's got hobbies. He's got interests. Yeah. I just think it's always funny to think about people like that. He also has like a piano down there. I'm pretty yeah. sure. If he doesn't in the in the movie, he does in the musical. And I'm like, do you see how many stairs it was to get down there? How'd they get that, that down Probably there? floated it in. But floated I think, like, oh, there's so many characters I like to think about stuff. Like, Darth Vader, too. What's he doing? Sitting in his egg? Yeah, chilling in his egg. What's he eating? Is he cooking? Somebody? I feel like he probably has a feeding, too. I think it's everything here, so I don't know. I don't see him eating. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think we watch Mandalorian. It's so fun to see him do like domestic things because you're like, I just don't imagine you doing those. This is why I want a domestic dinner episode next Me too. season. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, I just like to think about the Phantom just like going and buying groceries. Skin, yeah. I I wouldn't like. Is he nice to the horse? Is he just sitting there petting him? Do you think, think he named it? Probably. I don't think he's like abusing this. I'm not horse. saying he is abusing it, but you could have a horse and just not care about it. I mean, sure. but you could also just be like, does he go and pet it? You know. I think sure. I don't know. I don't know. This is character stuff. I mean, we're not in character yet. That's true. Do you want to wrap up story? Then? Sure. Okay. What do you want to give it then? Mm, maybe I'll go down to like a seven point five. Just because I feel like um, I don't really think that much is happening. Sure. I can do that. <laughs> you let's also do, want let's do two seven. Yeah. 
Sure. Great. <clears throat> um, which means we'll move on to round two character counts, scoring based on character development and relationships. Um, well, this movie has what I hate, which is a love triangle. I think. You can, you can call it that. It's a love V. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate that. Hate, hate, hate. Worst thing, worst trope, love triangles. I think it's kind of a love triangle. I mean, I think yes, it's... but also he's really, there's really just Christina Royal and he's like, and he's like yeah. a stalker. But do you think yeah. people write Phantom and yes. Christine? Mm-hmm. Then but I people think it's write love. fanfic of anything. If and you I put two true. characters in a room, it does not matter. People will write fanfic. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, what was I talking about? We haven't given a score yet. Oh, a love triangle. I yeah. still think it's a little bit, I mean, I understand that it's not really, she not definitely doesn't like feel anything for him. Mm-hmm. But I still think that you can like, kind of like either of them and i mean it'd be weird to be like saying that the phantom and christine is a good couple um but still so <laughs> i'm um and then everything else is fine so know, maybe like 7.5 yeah <clears throat> i was also thinking that it's a long thing just to mention that i want a 7.5 just to mention that <laughs> yeah um uh we'll start with the phantom then Mm-hmm. Um, played by Gerard Butler. Interesting um, choice, huh? Yeah. So originally, Hugh Jackman was cast. Oh, you were literally saying last I night. I said that. Yeah, she said oh, that. You said that last <laughs> night. Uh, yeah, he was cast, but he ended up being uh, unavailable. Um, being unavailable. What was he doing next? Because of he's busy. Uh, Van Helsing. Yes. Oh, he's busy planning the Greatest Showman. Yeah, That's he was a- too busy doing that. <laughs> um, so he was unavailable. Um, and then uh. Because of Gerard Butler's performance in Dracula 2000, he was like, "Maybe there is." I want both of those vampire movies about Dracula, Van Helsing, and Dracula 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, because of that, he went, "I want Gerard Butler." Andrew Lambert um, had a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> he was going for. Um, and then so prior to his audition, he had no professional singing experience, and he'd mm-hmm. only taken four voice lessons before singing the music of the night to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Here's the thing. Just stressy. <laughs> I don't think he's like the most amazing singer. No. He's fine. I feel like for it's it's really diff like the material's difficult. I feel like for the songs that he had to sing, pretty good. Not like great, but like pretty good. You know? I just feel like the guy parts are easier. I mean that is true. Because I feel like I listen to some of the guy parts and like that doesn't seem that difficult and I listen to the girl parts and I'm like, whoa. It's like I see. <laughs> yeah. I see what you've done here. Yeah. But uh, that is stressy if you only took, like, four voice lessons and they're like, okay, sing in front of the creator of the musical that's gonna... What else did Andrew Lloyd Webber do? He did... I don't know why I Cats? Yeah. Yeah. Cinderella? 21 musicals. Cinderella. Bad Cinderella? That one's really bad. What? The new one? Yeah. It's really bad. What do you mean? That one has drama. Wait, what are we talking about? Andrew Lloyd Webber's Doing movies specifically or just musicals? musicals? Yeah. Bad, oh, Bad Cinderella. I thought you meant the one with, with no. that, what's Lily her name? James? No, I thought you meant the oh, one. Oh, Camila Cabello? Yeah, I was like, what do you You're mean? You're like, uh, Joseph of the Technicolor Dreamcoat, <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who's like the guy? Andrew you know? Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd no, Webber, no, no, yeah. No, 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 Is that, I mean like the guy who's like the musical guy. Andrew He's, Lloyd Webber. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah it's him. But now I thought like, that you meant. I thought that you thought that I meant. Who is this guy? And no, you're no, like, no. what are you talking about? His name's Andrew. No, <laughs> no, no. We we knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the, the guy. He's the musical guy. Except that now everyone hates him now. Yeah, because he he's um 
old and white and senile now. Yeah. And says stupid shit. Yeah, did you, I, I think I was talking to you about the bad Cinderella. Yeah, we might have talked about it. All the I think podcast. we talked about it. I don't know if yeah. I kept it, but I do remember. Yeah, yeah, he but wrote that was Cinderella, and it was so bad. And he was like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, and then he the, on the closing night, he didn't show up. Made someone else read a letter that said this was the worst. Um, what did he say? <laughs> he said he pretty much said this was a mistake to do this. Yeah, and they said that on the stage with him not being there and all of the cast behind them, and it was really awkward. <clears throat> anyways, and then, yeah. Anyways, yeah. You continue about Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. He he had his audition sang for him, and I guess it was fine that he was like great. But I mean, yeah, we have a traumatized boy that uh, is obsessed with this girl, and is a little bit murdery. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Kills like two people, three people. I don't know. Well, he he's kills... very traumatic. Who does he kill? He kills, he kills the one guy who gets hanged. The stagehand. Yeah, he kills the um he person. He tries to kill Raul a few times. Yeah, mm-hmm. he kills the guy like in his uh, backstory or whatever. The like ring. The ringleader. Yeah, mm. I think in the musical he I'm kills someone sure else. Some at the people end. died in that fire. Oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be the... that chandelier's got to crush somebody. Yeah, that yeah. that killed well, people. Well, then the entire opera house is like a tinderbox. It just got set yeah. on fire. <laughs> I think in the musical he also kills someone else. I think someone else's body is discovered at the end of Point of No Return. Yeah. Or whatever, and then that's what causes them to chase him down mm-hmm. instead of the chandelier because it's different. Um, so I think he kills someone else in the musical, but I don't think that happens in the movie. But I mean, yeah, he's pretty dramatic. <laughs> We love a cape flip. I love a cape flip. I know, you love a good cape. <laughs> They're so good. All your favorite characters have capes. Hey, you know who has a cape? Dan. Dan. <laughs> I know, that's why I said that. Yeah, yeah but uh, but the Phantom, <laughs> or Eric, was that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I was like, does he have a name or is he one of those unnamed people movies? You're like, oh, he has a name, Eric. Eric. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, if it makes you feel better, it's spelled with a K. It uh, doesn't. But no. thanks. <laughs> I, I feel know. like it like it a little bit fi- like uh, uh, spicier. something French, more French. I feel like what I it mean. Say it with yeah, Eddie. Eddie, no. Say I'm thinking like Jean, 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 Paul. I don't freaking know. I don't know. I don't know. Eric? Yeah, it's Eric with a K, and that's from the novel. That's his mm-hmm. name from the novel. So. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like Andrew Weber named him Eric. Eric with a K sounds like Norwegian or something. It's from the book. I don't know. I don't know. I also don't think he's ever called Eric. No. Just he's credited as Eric. Yeah. Slash the Phantom. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you want to talk about him. I mean, he's very, uh, I mean, he's very obsessed with her. That's mostly, most of him is he, he wrote an opera. He's obsessed with her. He wants her to be a star. He wants her to be his. I think it's kind of interesting how much that mask can do. Because when I was looking at him in the mask, I was like, very kind of young, kind of handsome. And then he took it <laughs> off, and I was like, I feel like his hair completely changed color. He looked crazy. I, I don't even think it was the face. I think just everything changed. I swear, I was like, I mean, hair not if black? you look at, like, <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to tell when you, like, watch the musical. Because also, like, unless you're, like, really close to the stage, it's hard to see the prosthetics or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's kind of the same thing, like, when, when they take it off... It, I feel like the it makes the other half of the face look also weird. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, it's so different. I don't know. It yeah. is kind of weird. 
Like, they definitely, it, it is the same. Like, I don't think they did anything to their side. I think it's just that it's so different that it just kind of, like, distorts the other side also. I don't it's know. It's just kind of sad. I yeah. think you feel a little bit bad in some yeah, ways. Yeah, I, I literally have a question. <laughs> Do you feel bad for him? And well, <laughs> I mean, again, it's just, like, a classic thing of, like, how much can you blame other people? Mm-hmm. And I think that the answer is not that much. Certainly, I think there's a level of sympathy you can have, but that doesn't mean that you can necessarily excuse the behavior. Yeah, you're killing see. people, mm-hmm. then, you know, you gotta go. Yeah. But I think it is a little bit sad when, like, she kisses him, and then afterwards he's like, I gotta let you go. It's like, yeah. oh. That's the first you... moment of kindness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. You know, but then, you know, there's a point in your life where you have to have some sort of agency. But it's also, like, maybe if you didn't, kidnap women and like say you have to marry me maybe you'd get kissed more often <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? maybe if you were just kind maybe you were just normal if you yeah. were maybe, a weirdo yeah <laughs> maybe you didn't call yourself weird. the phantom of the opera <laughs> you know well yeah. like, maybe if you went by eric like it's... you know comb your hair over a little bit yeah, yeah dude, you know, comb like, it over the side that you've got like... lots of money yeah, yeah. he could like Looks aren't everything. You could have just been a normal guy going on dates. He could have been a normal guy being like, I'm rich. It's and everyone would have been like... It's interesting because there's different, like, um, people write these ca- kind of characters in different ways. Like, there's mm-hmm. this one where he's, like, very reclusive and kind of mistreated and that turns him to be kind of evil. Mm-hmm. But then you have something like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, whatever, Yeah. where it's like he's mistreated and he looks kind of weird, but he's very sweet. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like and he has a, good, a heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's, like, two sides of the spectrum that people go to when writing that kind of character. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, maybe the the bad one is a little bit more interesting, but it is harder to root for them. I mean, yeah. It's just, like, a little middle ground that you get. I can't think of any examples, but then it's, like, mm-hmm. where, like, they're bad, but also a lot of things they do are kind of good. Yeah. Know. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a spectrum of, like, the bad guy. <laughs> of, well, like, like, how bad are they? It's Can like, this be excused? I was talking to my coworker <clears throat> about that Jeffrey... This is so tangentially related, but we're yeah. talking about that Jeffrey Dahmer TV show that uh, came out. One. And she was like, yeah, but you hear all this stuff about how, like, he was mistreated and his mom abused him and this happened and this happened and this happened. And, you know, it makes you understand why he did those things. And it's just like, but there are people that are mistreated like that and don't yeah. kill people. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. It sucks that he had to do but that isn't an excuse for equally terrible actions yeah it's kind of like when i mean it's it's kind of off that but like when you hear people talking about like true crime stuff and they'll give a backstory yeah and people will will like um mistake that for being like i condone what they did instead of being like no i'm telling you this because this is what happened and it's interesting to look at the psychology of what this led to like instead of being like some people are like you told the backstory that means that you you are okay with what i said it's like no it's just interesting to look at this happened to them this might have caused something to happen like it's like it's different looking at the psychology of it than like because like my coworker is like maybe if his mom hadn't given up custody of him he would have but it's like Maybe not, but it's also, like, there was clearly something in his personality that, like, shows, made those decisions instead of going a different way. Like, and a lot of it is brain chemistry. He was probably just a sociopath. Yeah. So. Like the Phantom. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, like, I don't know, just interesting to see characters like that. Because it's, like, also, this is something that someone made up. So they're not real. And that's a little bit different if they're, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's a real person. Yeah. And, I mean, 
like you can't really excuse murder and stuff like that yeah especially like what he did mm-hmm. and so i don't know yeah stuff like that it's kind of hard because like also yeah there are characters who sometimes you're like oh i feel bad because you know you obviously have this backstory and i think it depends on what they do like if i think there's yeah. varying levels of badness yeah not everything's at the same point mm-hmm. like someone can be mean or they can be like a murderer and those are very different yeah <laughs> you know? i feel like his like backstory you're like okay like his actual if you just put a, if you separate like his backstory and what he does during the events of the story mm-hmm. you know what i mean his backstory you're like okay he did kill someone but not yeah. the worst not the worst person to kill. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's it's kind of okay. <laughs> it's, it's not, but it's kind of okay. It's not so- but then, like, when you go to, like, the normal events, it's like, okay, yeah. but now he is obsessed with this girl, kidnaps her, yeah. murders people for not really any reason. Like, just randomly. Multiple attempts at murder besides that. Yeah. Like, like the, it's more of, like, the present stuff where it's, like, okay, well, now you've crossed a line. The beginning stuff, it's, like, okay, it's a sad backstory, but then it's, like, okay, but now you actually are crazy. <laughs> I feel like it kind of reminds me of uh, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I love relating these things back. Great. But I think it's more so just, like, the ending of, like, are they redeemed because of what they do in the end? In the end, he lets them go. And yeah. it's like, well, maybe, but also, like, Anakin Skywalker, you know... Was a fascist. Killed a bunch of people. <laughs> killed a bunch of Jedi younglings. Yeah. And, you know, even as much as you love him from the Clone Wars, whatever, there's not really much you can do about that. So it's not necessarily that they've been redeemed, but, like, they had that one last good act of kindness before they died. And he didn't die in this one, right? No, he's no, still alive. he's still alive. But, yeah, I guess, like, what is he doing after this? What's next for the know. Phantom? I don't know. I guess we gotta watch the sequel where you Phantom goes to America. Did they yeah. make that? No, it's a musical. Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it. What did you say was uh, I? Like, I didn't look at the whole plot because it was so long. Do you have like, it in like society? No, I don't look it up. I forgot. If you want to, re- <laughs> I forgot about I'll it. I have it ready for society. Yeah, re- look it up. Up what happens? I like I kind of know just because I've heard like parts of it, but I don't. I know remember. he used like he wrote music for this movie that wasn't in the musical, and yeah. then he recycled that in the sequel. Yeah, like, he put it into mm. the oh, yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. I think it was only on the we- on what, the West End for a little bit. Anyways, no, did um, it go to Broadway? I don't. know. It didn't go to Broadway. It did like a U.S across america tour, mm. but it also was in sydney copenhagen vienna tokyo hamburg and tokyo again mm. we gotta get rich so we can go to new york to see I know. Uh, back to the future when it comes oh that's another thing and that comes i'll just buy tickets and we have to figure it out it's so good i know i i was really sad that, she, that i mean not that you got to go i just <laughs> you wanted me to go i wanted it. you to go for me <laughs> i was so you're like what no, show but i want to take you to it it's like yeah. the most fun you musical. were like what show should i see and i was like go see the back to the future future musical absolutely that's what you need oh, to go God. see and then it was your mom's favorite part you're welcome your mom <laughs> yeah my mom i was like what was your favorite part of the trip she goes to back, back to the, to the future, future musical. musical i'm like we literally saw where paul mccartney grew up <laughs> yeah she's like yeah we went on a beatles trip for you chelsea yeah back yeah. to the future was for your mom i also liked it though you're welcome anyways Thanks. yeah we can move on to christine mm-hmm. played by emily rosen what? Um, That's not the right way to say that name. What? Emmy Ross. Oh, why did I say Emily? <laughs> Emily Rosem. I completely, I was looking at a different name and I like combined things. Yeah. You know when you do that? Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Originally, so originally when they had, um, when they were first going to make it and they cast the uh, original person playing Christine. Mm-hmm. His they ex-wife. Had, yeah, his ex-wife. Mm. A wife at the time. <laughs> so she was cast first and then uh, the divorce happened. That was scrapped. After when they were starting to try to cast again, they had Katie Holmes as the front runner. Um, in and that was around like March two thousand three. It's a weird choice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think dur- during that time she was taking voice lessons and like getting ready, so she was the front runner. But then Anne Hathaway in two thousand four was cast, mm. um, but she had to drop it because of uh, the production schedule of the film overlapped with the Princess Diaries two royal engagement, <laughs> which she was contractually obligated to make, so she a better couldn't do film it anyways. <laughs> Um, so she couldn't do it, and then she was replaced. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a fun note that Hugh Jackman and Anne Hathaway were both supposed to be in this movie, and then they were just both in Lamez instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, not super complicated. I mean, she lost her father, mm-hmm. um, and then Phantom kind of took over. Was like, oh, I am an angel. <laughs> yeah, and then they um, was training with him, and then you know That's she got pretty, big. Pretty problematic too, huh? Yeah. How old is, is the Phantom? N- yes, but also Christine. Christine's know. probably in 19, her t- 20? Yeah, 20, early oh, 20s, maybe late. I think she's supposed to be quite young. And like if this was Paris, she would have been an old maid by 20, you know, in the 19- right. 1870s. Well, so I feel like she's like, yeah, 1920-ish. Probably like 20 years younger than him. Yeah. And he, he met her when she was a child. Hmm. Things are not looking great for the Phantom. No. <laughs> How old is Christine supposed to be? Sixteen. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, she's very young. Like, I think um, she's like because if you're looking at like time period wise, she was probably well, she's, yeah, also supposed to be the same age, uh, like or at least close to the same age as Meg, who was the daughter of that woman, Meg, who was probably yeah. the same age as or near the same the age. age. As the Phantom. Yeah. yeah. So she's he's old enough to be your father, oh, wait. which I guess is what he was going for. Christine is 20. This one says Christine's 20. So, let's say uh, Her and Raul are the same age. Yeah. Because uh, they were childhood friends. Eric. Eric is in his late 40s. Yeah, so says. <laughs> I think this is based on the book. You go, okay. oh, but also, <laughs> there's sometimes when, you know, Pedro Pascal, yeah, 40s. But, but you're but you're 22, not possibly 16. And That's you true. didn't meet Pedro Pascal when you were 13. That is true. also true. That is also true. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you'd is, be down okay. for me to marry Pedro Pascal. Yes, sure. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but yeah, he like... Yeah, he pretty much, like, her dad dies, and he's like, this is my chance. I don't know, when does he, like, become obsessed with her? I don't know. I is it before that? I, no, I think it's, like, when she basically, because she moves into the opera house after her dad dies. Yeah, and it's then that he... And then, yeah. Yeah. He starts training her. Yeah. He takes an interest in her, because I think she's training to be in the chorus and as a dancer. <clears throat> and, then... and then she's like... You know, praying to her dad, and then he's like, "I am the angel of music." I am your angel yeah, music. yeah, and he like preyed on her grief. Yeah, he yeah, so, like, it's pretty pretty uh pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what like like does she actually think who does she thinks training? She thinks he's an she, angel. She, she yeah, I know, but like, she but then like, doesn't she's never seen him? Yeah, until that one scene. But then like, when he like actually is there, she's not like, what the heck? <laughs> There's just a person. 
Well, you know? maybe she thinks he's the angel. <clears throat> well, she's yeah. like, my father told me about an angel. Yeah. Think. So it, it, she doesn't necessarily think it's her father. Yeah, but she's yeah. believing in this story that her father has told yeah. her. I think it, when does she realize that he's just a guy then? Probably, Probably when, when she, she rips wakes the mask up. Off, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> when okay. she wakes up and is like, wait a second. <laughs> <coughs> well, he's still just the mask chilling. off him is pretty soon. Like, after yeah. she meets him. No, right. I know. She wakes up in the bed and then she takes the mask off or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think she's still like, she doesn't think he's like a magical angel mm-hmm. after that, but she's still scared of him because of like the power he has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she's still willing to listen to him because she does want to be a singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think she kisses him because she knows this is the only way I can get him to... No, I think she kisses him because she's supposed to be, like, a genuinely good-hearted person. And she wants to, like... Like, I don't think it's done in a way to, like, to trick him. Uh... Or to assume anything from her action, his actions. Mm-hmm. I think she's genuinely, like... I want to say Raul, and this is how I do it, and so. So if this I'm is what it takes, to you. yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's why he likes lets her go because he sees yeah. like that that's that was I, genuine. So I meant though, like yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think she did it thinking if I kiss him, he'll probably let both of us go. Um, yeah, you know, like she wasn't. Yeah. Trying. Was to... she prepared to stay there if it yeah. meant he mm-hmm. could leave? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you really. I mean, you see that like the whole time she's just. It's it's again we were talking about the love triangle. It's really not. It's really just yeah. She's with Raul. He's there being like, but I wish you weren't. Yeah, I wish you weren't. <laughs> yeah, but like she's just kind of like, please leave me alone. But it's kind of a character with no, not really any arc, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's always hard. Yeah, this is definitely more plot driven than character driven. Yeah, I don't know. I think we can move on then. Okay, <clears throat> we'll move on to Raul. Mm-hmm. Paid by, paid by, played by paid Patrick. By Warner Brothers. Yeah. Wood, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, played by Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty much just cast because of his previous Broadway stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Okay. I looked up what he was in, and I do not remember. <laughs> it was like a fair amount though, and one of them he was uh, nominated for Tonys, mm-hmm. a couple of Tonys. So. Yeah. I mean, he's just a little good boy who wants this guy to stay away from his girl. Yeah. <laughs> really, that's his character. He's like, can you please leave her alone mm-hmm. and let me get married in peace? So he didn't recognize her until she sang. He didn't see her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I was like, yeah. Because she's... She's tucked away on the stage. hmm Yeah. And then he's like, damn. And then she gets kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, would you like to be a countess? And she's like, absolutely, I would. And she's <laughs> like, Yeah. For sure. She's not a fool. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. The only thing I can think <laughs> of is that his hair is very long, which he said was a style, and I'm sure that's true. I think it's too long. And uh, Chelsea's very particular about hair. Oh, yeah. Look, there's sometimes when guys have long hair, and it's nice, but usually only if it's like fluffy. Yeah, it has to be fluffy. I think like a medium length is up there. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, I don't know, here's a, if any guys are listening out there, if you ever think, should I buzz my hair? The answer is no. No. The answer is n- always no. Yeah. Firmly believe, I don't think there's anyone who looks better with a buzz cut as opposed to someone to their hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're going to say, but I don't <laughs> think it's true. <laughs> I don't think guys necessarily look better or worse, but I do think sometimes there's a look where it's like a buzz, like really chiseled. It works for me sometimes. 
What do you think, Alexa? I can't think of a, a anyone. I can't think. I, I'm. I can't think of someone as an example like, I'm where thinking, I, they so, look better. I think Sebastian buzzed. Stan has had buzzed or like pretty closely cropped hair. Like but the looks... difference is, is when his hair grows out, I hate his Winter Soldier hair. I don't like people are like no. he's so. I'm like that's greasy as fuck. <laughs> um, but that's but almost then, like. But I don't like his hair long because he doesn't have curl to his hair. Yeah. So I mm. like it when it's buzzed and short. You know. But like, so I, I feel it... like short is still better than buzzed, though. You know. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. how buzzed. Like, is. like, like I, I agree. Like some people, if they have long hair, if it's not curly, yeah. it just kind of looks gross. But I feel like it still looks better if it's just shorter than. I just don't think anybody really looks that much better with a buzz haircut. Yeah, I um, think short's fine. There's a difference between short and buzz. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah. Like, short hair is fine. Yeah, short hair is fine. Medium hair is fine. Long hair is fine if you have curly hair. Yeah. Um, And that's it. <laughs> but sometimes people will be like, sometimes guys will be like, should I buzz my hair? No. No. <laughs> it's for all yeah. the men out there. Yeah. Um, um and Raul, I think you should cut your hair because yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind his hair. <laughs> I don't like it. I think it's fine. I don't know how much more you want to talk about. I feel like the only other person really is like Madame Geary, just really the only other like kind of interesting person. Yeah, just because she like is the one who kind of like saved him, not saved him, but she like mm-hmm. helped him out at the beginning, mm-hmm. and like gave him a place to stay. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess is kind of taking care of him. Um. So she's really the only other person. Just because she wants. Maybe she does get money. That's a good, uh, a good idea. That's my theory. Yeah, that she gets some money. Part of her salary. Yeah, yeah. But But I think I think when she helps him in the beginning, it is again. I think the whole thing on the the Phantom is like it's a bunch of people with kindness helping Mm -hmm. him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't reciprocate. Reciprocate. Yeah, Mm because then also like because she's a young girl when she like helps him, right? Yeah, but also like later when he like murders a bunch of people she's still like fine with it <laughs> you know she's like i don't want my kickbacks to go away yeah she's <laughs> like no guys i don't know where he is <laughs> yeah I don't know. and then she's like you need to be more careful well, about I your mean, murdering spree she tells him he could murder her I mean, that's true wouldn't you be scared yeah or yeah. her daughter yeah, yeah. people yeah, she's could scared be like, of yeah then there's uh the two guys who own the theater mm-hmm. and What's her name? Carlotta? Carlotta, yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. The diva. Uh, Carlotta was played by Minnie Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it's weird because for her songs in the movie, it's someone else's voice. Yeah. But then she sings the song at the the end credit song is her. Well, the, maybe it's just she's not like an opera singer. Yeah. That that was it. I read it. It's like she's not, she's a trained singer, but not an opera. So she yeah. didn't feel comfortable singing the opera. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So, what do you want to give character then? Yeah, maybe like a 7.5. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Okay, we'll move on to round three visual volume scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. I feel like the production design is actually pretty fun. Uh-huh. There's a lot of nice stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe like an 8.5. I was also thinking an 8.5. I do think it looks pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, it was shot entirely at Pinewood Studios using eight sound stages, and the bottom half of the exterior of the opera was built in the back lot, and then the top half was impl- um, was made using a combination of uh, CGI and scale model mm. that was made by Cinecide. Um 
Also, the uh, Paris skyline for All I Ask of You was also made of matte paintings, also made by Cinecite, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they also made a uh, miniature falling chandelier, since mm. a life-size one would be too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's not actually murder people. That's a great idea. Uh, so, yeah, it was mostly um, the sets and then some scale models and um, matte paintings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Cinematography was done by John Matheson. Um, I said it like it looks very soft a lot of the time. It's very like because also like all of the there's so many candles and yeah. like fire. I feel like every, all the lighting's very like soft. Feels and, like, like probably a lot of practical yeah. lighting with can candles are always kind of nice for practical lighting. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it looks pretty pretty nice. Um, and the only and and it also has the uh, black and white flash forward scenes. I don't like that. Stuff. Which I don't like either. But. Um, the rest of it <laughs> is fine uh and and yeah i think like everything feels very like dramatic mm-hmm. and like grand and like wow you know this is cool yeah. to look at you know so i think all that's good <laughs> um do you have like a favorite like uh visual part mm-hmm. or like set i guess place i, I like the masquerade scene probably because uh-huh. i like the song but i think all like the, the outfits are fun mm-hmm. i think his red outfit's kind of fun mm-hmm. capes are cool mm-hmm. i think like yeah, the stuff yeah. in the in wherever he's living is kind of interesting with all the candles yeah so it's kind of fun to go down there yeah Jenna, what about you uh i mean i like like the just generally the op like the stage and the mm. like the the whole opera place. Yeah. I feel like it generally looks... Because it's so, like, detailed. I feel like you could pause it and be like, wow, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff happening here. <laughs> and yeah, I like his area downstairs, whatever you want to call it, in the cave. I don't know. For production design, uh, they were influenced by a lot of French architects. There was, like, so many. I did not write them all down because there was, like, eight different architects, all French, and I could not say their names, so I did not write it down, but there was a bunch of people that they were mm-hmm. um, influenced by. One of them was the original, the designer of the original Paris Opera House, so that was, like, kind of a main influence of it. Um, he was also inspired by the 1946 Beauty and the Beast, where there's a hallway lined with arms holding candelabra, because there's that one shot where they're walking yeah, down. Yeah, and they're, like, that moving, was like, aren't they? Yeah. That's weird. That is a little weird. <laughs> yeah, that was taken from the 1946 Beauty and the Beast, I guess. Um, also, the cemetery was based on two actual real-life cemeteries in Paris, specific ones. Again, that I don't want to say because I don't know how you say them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think it looks pretty, pretty like, visually interesting, most of the stuff. You're like, damn, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then for costumes, for the masquerade stuff... Um, they used a lot of, like, black, white, and gold and silver for the color palette, which kind of contradicts the lyrics, because in the lyrics, they're, they, I think they specifically say that it's, like, very colorful, mm-hmm. and, like, with, like, purples and greens and, like, stuff like that, and then they don't have that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still think it looks good. Um, and then generally, like, the costumes and, like, the mask, obviously, is really iconic. Mm-hmm. I looked up a little bit about how they're different from the show, because they are different and some people have like there was like a couple websites that had debates of like which do you like better the mask from the movie the mask from the show this dress from this just just you know yeah and like there's a lot of there's there's kind of a consensus of like 
there's parts of both of them that are good. <laughs> yeah. Um, the masks are, like, in the movie, the sides of it are a lot more, like, rounded. And also it's more, like, flat and just kind of boring. In the show, it's very contoured uh-huh. and, like, pointy. Yeah. Um, which I feel like the show one might look a little bit cooler just because it's a bit more dramatic. But um, generally the show costumes are a lot more dramatic and a lot more intricate, I feel like. Hmm. The biggest difference is that in the show, you mentioned the red suit in the masquerade thing. In the show, he's wearing a complete skull mask and like complete get like it's completely different. Mm-hmm. It's like a moving skull mask. I could show you a picture. <laughs> it's like kind of crazy. And then in, in the in the uh, show, he's just like, I'm gonna wear a red velvet suit and just my normal mask with a with a cape or whatever. I was telling you, he's probably so excited for this. This masquerade. Yeah. Like, He's like, I have been waiting. It's like I can finally come out of I hiding. almost think it's funnier if um, if he had the, like, musical outfit then. Because then it's like, he has been waiting for this masquerade to happen. You know? But that's, like, the biggest costume difference is in the show. It looks completely different. It does not look like him. In the, mu- in the movie, it just looks like him yeah. in red instead of black normally. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, like, a lot of her dresses are, like, kind of similar, just with, like, little differences. I but love her costumes. In both? Uh, no, know. in the movie. I don't oh. really remember the musical. Yeah. <laughs> I like... Like, the first uh, aria she sings, like, she has the diamonds and the flowers in her mm-hmm. hair. I'm like, that is a look. Yeah. <laughs> There's some that I prefer her dresses in the musical, but that's just because I was looking at different, like, the specific yeah. differences, but... Mm-hmm. They're both You're very... You're a big stickler for dresses, though. What? You're always, like, whenever we watch things, or, like, awards things, you'll be like, I hate this part of this dress. I love, I love I'll be judging like, fashion. And I'll always just be like, it looks fine. <laughs> sure is a dress. <laughs> I love judging fashion. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of iconic costumes, mostly his, and then her, like, uh, nightgown kind of yeah. thing, and the wedding dress are all, like, the most iconic, probably. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else? visually yeah i mean i think the lighting is cool Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. the production design is really interesting Mm -hmm. but i don't know if i can really elaborate on it (laughs) yeah it's one of those things like i don't really know much about paris in the 1870s so Mm -hmm. but can i say it's accurate no is it beautiful yes yes (laughs) yes it was okay. nominated for art direction, I think. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Do you wanna do you wanna cap it off there then? Sure. Do you wanna stick at your eight and a half then? Yeah. Minus point five from a nine for that flash forward stuff. I oh. think it looks dumb. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll agree with that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll move on to round four, editing, numeration, scoring based on editing, music, and sound design. Ooh, this is where the music comes in. Probably the star of the show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start with a nine, I don't know. I, yeah, I I was, like, between a nine and a nine and a half, just because oh, I geez. don't know, like... Four. I mean, I feel like... I don't know, editing. It is the star. <laughs> Editing-wise, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, st- I'll start in a nine, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote, like, nothing down for this, uh, round. Great. Fun. <laughs> Mostly because, uh, editing, again, I mean, I feel like it's fine, but the music is, like, the biggest thing. It's pretty good. 
Yeah. A lot of them slap, honestly. Yeah. I feel like we were going, we were watching it, and we were like, oh, man, this song's really good. And then we were like, you know, this song's also really good. And mm-hmm. then we were like, this song's also really good. Maybe there's really a good. reason it's the longest running Broadway. Yeah. yeah. We were like, actually, this song's pretty great. And then we get to the end, and I was like, you know that part in uh, Point of No Return? Or no, is it Point of No Return? The end song, where they all start singing different things. No, that's things. a medley. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one, I'm like, this is kind of lit. <laughs> I love Point of No Return. Oh, yeah, so Point of No Return is really good. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like generally all of it, you're like, this is a fun song. Even the, like, I'm trying to think of the worst song. And I feel like... Da, 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 da. But even that song... I like that one, Sometimes too. that song kind of slaps. I feel like that's probably is the worst, just because I kind of forget about it. But then it happens, and I'm like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like forget about it so it probably like it. is the worst but i don't know yeah i forget about it too yeah we were talking about um because some of those songs are really hard to sing yeah we we're talking about how you yeah. said <laughs> i literally was like you know what i find absolutely crazy is people go what should we do for our high school production musical production this year and they go phantom of the opera this musical is first of all uh incredibly difficult to sing because it's opera yeah um second of all there's so many like the sets are crazy the technical stuff there's like fire and like Mm -hmm. sword stuff guns like there's a lot of like technical stuff that's also really difficult costumes really difficult literally everything about it is very difficult and people are like let's do this for high school production why yeah absolutely why (laughs) yeah for fun yeah because some of the stuff like we kind of sing along when we watch these movies some yeah. of it i was like this is getting kind really of high. high yeah and to not sing that in your head voice i don't know if they do that. i don't know if they're always doing head voice for that probably but also you yeah. probably want to belt some of it yeah that would be hard i know <laughs> i don't know it's kind of crazy well, yeah emmy rosin was saying in the opera when she was like seven years old the, yeah. the metropolitan opera so yeah. she was ready she was ready for it <laughs> Yeah. What's a favorite song then? Ooh. I you like... You have to answer too, McKenna. I like... I don't know how to think of it too. <laughs> I like Past the Point of No Return. I could probably mm-hmm. think of four. Uh, okay. All I Ask, mm-hmm. Angel of Music, mm-hmm. and Music of the Night. Yeah. Those are like probably the top four. Yeah. And then an honorable mention is Masquerade. Masquerade! I like Masquerade. Paper faces on parade. <laughs> Masquerade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like The Point of No Return. Yeah. That one's really good. Yeah. I like Angel of Music. All um, Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again, I also like. I like that one, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I, don't know, I always forget about. I like that one. But yeah, I think they're all good. I love yeah. Masquerade. I think that one's fun. <laughs> yeah. I learned how to play Think of Me on the piano, and it's like one of the one songs I can always remember to play. The, yeah. Just the opening. <laughs> but... I mean, I also like the just the Phantom of the Opera, the song. Oh yeah, that one's also really fun. <laughs> yeah, I also like when it goes. Um, I think there's some interesting actual like music things mm-hmm. where I don't know if I can explain this. Mm-hmm. Where like the music goes like. You know what I mean? I think so, yeah. There's, like, some stuff that he yeah. does that's just interesting 
in a musical way. Yeah. There's some really... Also, you know what's you know the lit part? That, like, I don't even think you really notice it in the movie as much. I think I just noticed it when we were watching it yesterday because I was, I was watching something forever ago that was the person who does the uh, violin on Broadway. I think she'd done it forever. And there's one part in the musical where it, it like, cuts out. I think it's right before the grave stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, where it goes like do 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 do. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it's just a violin solo. But that reminds me of uh, like a horror movie. No, but it, I don't. It's not really horror. Movies I don't know. Nowadays. It just reminds me of do 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 do. It doesn't sound at all like that. No, I know. I know what you mean because yeah. I remember when it happened. Yeah, and I remember thinking that. Yeah, and it's exactly. But that part is kind of lit too. If yeah. you're listening to the songs and then that violin solo starts, I'm like, damn, this is kind of lit. <laughs> that I love a good violin solo. Yeah, that thing I was talking about with the whatever. Mm-hmm. It also he kind of Andrew Lloyd Webber also kind of does it in Cats. Mm. I think it's something he kind of does, like when he does the um in Cats, it's like the mm. and it's just like. <clears throat> Certain things that they don't... It doesn't really feel like it's actually part of the song. Mm-hmm. It kind of adds it on at the end. <coughs> but it is just kind of an interesting musical thing. I'll put yeah. it in for the Phantom of the Opera one. But, um, yeah. you know, that stuff. I'm always like, oh, nice. I love a good uh, weird run on an instrument. Yeah. It's always kind of fun. Yeah. I do feel like it's pretty <coughs> interesting. Just, like, musically. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like most of the songs, you're like, this is kind of lit. So. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. <laughs> I mean, and it is the star of the show, really, because, you know, it's a musical. <laughs> yeah. So, man, I feel like it's pretty good. They wrote a song. He wrote a song for this, right? Who? The end, the end credits song? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think they were nominated. For... That was nominated for best song yeah. at the Oscars. It lost, but... The end song? The end credit song. Was nominated for best song. Yes. Oh, because it best was for the movie. Song. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. see. I was like, that sounds like the song that nobody knows, but I yeah. guess that would make sense. It definitely <laughs> is, yeah. What do you want to give it then? I think I'll nine. stick it the nine. Yeah. Nine. So we'll move on to round fun. Round <laughs> fun. <laughs> round fun. Round five, societal sum. Five and, f- and sum, that's what happened there. Um, scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry. What did you say? Five and sum? Five and sum is how I got to fun, <laughs> somehow. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know what else she's doing tonight. Emily. I don't know. Emily Rosen. Yeah, I can't read. Anyways, it's interesting because, like, uh, musical-wise, if we were talking about the musical, obviously that'd be very influential for the musical because Mm -hmm. it's the longest, or one of the longest-running ones. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the movie, I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. So, maybe, like, it's a 7.5. That's what I was thinking. Sure, we'll start with that. But, uh, yeah, I have no idea. It is kind of weird. <laughs> um, the movie grossed uh, $154.6 million sure. worldwide. Um, it, like we mentioned earlier, has very weird ratings. Yeah. Um, it has, it was generally, I mean, it says it was generally well-received, and critics were praising mostly, like, visuals and acting. Um, but they were criticizing the writing, directing, and unnecessary deviations from the stage, stage version. Um, like the flash forward. Like yep. the flash forward stuff. I think, honestly, that might be the worst part of the movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, like we mentioned, it was nominated for Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, and Best Original Song for the end credit song. Mm-hmm. Learned, uh, 
learn to be lonely. Um, it has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. The main thing on Rotten Tomatoes says, The music of the night has hit something of a sour note. Critics are calling the screen ad- adaptation of Andrew Lloyd Webber's po- popular musical historically... Histronic boring. What? What does that mean? <laughs> and lacking in both romance and danger. Um, still, some have praised the film for its sheer spectacle. Mm-hmm. As we said earlier, uh, spectacle. Yeah. Um, on Metacritic, it has a 40 out of 100. Nice. Cinema score gave it an A. Great. Different. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Roger Ebert gave it a 3 out of 4. That's pretty good. Which is pretty good for him. I Roger Ebert goes at a fourth or so, and that's the worst. Yeah, I hate I hate Roger Ebert. You never know. <laughs> Just kidding. I uh, you never know like what that means. Yeah, because you're like three out of four, and for him, I feel like that is generally good because he'll 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 give that like one and a half. It's also interesting because like was this when Roger Ebert was actually doing it, or is this when Roger Ebert just became the name of that website? Yeah, I don't because know. Because he's dead now, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, a lot of the reviews generally were saying that they focus too much on like visuals and not enough time on the story. Oh, well, it's like a general thing. But that's got to be the fault of the musical then. What you mean? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel like the visuals are part of the fun of going to a movie sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I actually... film bros out here saying, look at this frame. This movie is a masterpiece and this is the most boring thing you've ever sat through. Yeah, and then they're like, <laughs> but it's art. Yeah. So 10 out of 10. And it's like, but how is this different? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's that's really, there's not really that much for this round. It really just is that they made it and people were like, this is fine. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And then, and it made like a decent amount of money, not like a ton, but like a little bit of Did money. Did Gerard Butler ever do anything else singing wise? Mm, or were they just like, you kind of look like a vampire? <laughs> Come be in my movie. Let's see, IMDb. I don't think so. Nothing that I'm like recognizing right off the bat as like a, a, a movie with, with music. Mm-hmm. Maybe it deserves lower. Maybe like a, maybe a seven's better. Yeah. I mean, Was this like Emmy Rosen's like kind of biggest role? I don't really know her I don't from know. anything. I was else. gonna say it's weird because she was in this <laughs> and she is like a very talented singer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But then she got stuck on Shameless for like ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like maybe the only other thing I've ever even seen her yeah. in. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen it. But I recognized her when I looked her up, I was like, Oh yeah, she's in that show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched Shameless for a bit. Yeah, 'cause I mean we, I mean we have to separate it from the musical and yeah, it's like yeah, it's just a movie. Yeah, it's just a movie. It's just a movie that, I mean, is based on something that's super popular. Yeah, so... But, it, like, the movie itself is just kind of... Didn't do much. Yeah. You guys want to hear about the... You think on that. I'm going to give you the synopsis. Oh, the, the second sequel. one? The oh, second yeah, musical? there's a sequel. Yeah. <clears throat> so, the sequel takes place in the U.S. in Coney Island, which mm. is... You go from Paris to Coney Island, <laughs> what an upgrade. People. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... But Madame Jerry and Meg are working at this place called Phantasma, mm-hmm. which is a burlesque performing kind of club uh, who runs the show. Madame Jerry runs the show and choreographs it and Meg uh, dances there. The burlesque is owned by a mysterious masked man who's very rich. Blah, 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 blah. It reveals that it's the Phantom and that Madame Jerry helped sneak him out of Paris to America. Mm-hmm. to like open up this new club and so she 
her, but he's still obsessed with Christine. He has an animatronic Christine doll Ooh. that he dances with. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and so Madame Jury and Meg start getting annoyed that they're like, we've done so much for you. My daughter's trying to be a star over here. You're not giving her lead parts. And we've like literally helped you your entire life. Why are you still obsessed with Christine? You know, like you could mm-hmm. be helping us out. Um, and then later on, the Phantom invites Christine to come perform. Um, and she arrives with Raul and their new son, Gustav. There's a French name for you. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just more, you know, the He's Phantom like... trying to get to Christine and her being like, eh. And then I didn't read Act 2 because that is a lot. I know. That's, that's all no, Act 1. That's literally, <laughs> I went to go read it and I was like, this is so much. And then it said Act 2 and I was like, no way. Yeah. I was scrolling and I was like, this is the whole thing, right? Got to Act 2. I was like, no way. This is so long. Right. Uh, that so. doesn't sound like it's very good. I've heard it's not that good. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But anyways. Maybe a seven. Sure. Yeah. Let's go for seven. Yeah, we'll give it two sevens. Okay. Which oh. means... Oh. Wait, I'm reading this. Meg might have killed Christine? What? Mm, yeah. What a plot twist. And Christine reveals to Gustav <laughs> that the Phantom is his real father. <laughs> Yes, this is what I came for. <laughs> this is the fanfic. That's <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber actually just wrote a fanfic. Yeah. And put it on Broadway. The Phantom and Christine share a final kiss and she dies in his arms. He's like, you know the ending I wrote for the other musical? Don't worry about that. This is the real <laughs> This stuff, is the though. real. Uh, yeah. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll give it two sevens. Sure. Which means we'll move on to the bonus best round, so a film can get a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented, and it can win up to three points. Alright. <laughs> I don't think these are great bonus That's okay. We'll go with the first one. The mm-hmm. most impressive, um, actor learning to sing for a role. Sure. We have Gerard Butler, obviously, Fountain of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Andrew Cooper. Or not Andrew Brad. Cooper. Andrew Garfield. Oh. Tick, tick, boom. Oh. Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born. And then I also put Anne Hathaway for Les Mis because she kept coming up on all these lists. But she mm. did sing in, like, choir in high school. Like, she was in a at that yeah. perfor- and she was in a choir that was good enough to perform at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, I was going to say, because it said when she was originally cast for this, it said that she was, like, a train, like, trained a little yeah, bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, she, but so. she, I guess she's never, like, in her career trained as a singer. Like, she yeah. did in high school, but she never really, like, yeah. followed up after graduating yeah you know what's so, a what's a good one joaquin phoenix for mm, walk the, the line. line you know on all the mm. lists um renee zellweger came up as the person who learned to sing for that role and not joaquin phoenix you mm. mean we mean reese witherspoon or reese witherspoon yeah yeah sorry but he did he like had to like learn because he never yeah. really sang before and and like uh what's his name <laughs> Who's he playing in that movie? Uh, John Johnny Cash. Cash has like such a deep voice, voice, and they said that he like just l- somehow learned to sing that deep. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. That's good too. But yeah, yeah. there's a lot like Renee Zellweger. That's why I was thinking where she learned to sing for Judy. Who? Yeah. yeah no one watched. I don't understand what she won for that movie. It's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of went with like I don't know more recent ones. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about Phantom. I mean, I think he does sound. Sounds fine. He sounds fine. Not, like, great, but I feel like for it being kind of difficult, pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, who, what was it? <laughs> um, I so have many people Andrew said. Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. He's pretty good in that. Yeah, but there's not a lot of, like, really big singing. Like, mm-hmm. he is singing, but he's almost, yeah. like, so chaotic that I feel like it's not super impressive. 
Yeah. Like his songwriting is kind of fun. Yeah. Or like the the who you know what whatever. Yeah. But you know they're yeah. singing happy birthday. You know this like yeah. it's not like super impressive. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What was another one? Anne Hathaway. Um, Anne Hathaway. I'm not gonna count right. Anne Hathaway. Mm, um, I have Bradley out. Cooper for a scar. A star. A scar is born. <laughs> yeah, for a star is born. Um, I can throw Joaquin Phoenix in there as a you know, another option. He never came up on my list. Weird. It's really interesting because I huh. feel like yeah, every time I think I hear about that movie, it's like he sounds so much like Johnny Cash. You need to learn how to do that. I like that movie. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. Bradley Cooper's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a different kind of singing, too. Yeah. Does he got nominated for an Oscar for that role, didn't he? Uh, I don't know. Movie remember. got nominated. Maybe I know Lee got nominated, she, right? The song got won. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah. I feel like she. Was she Maybe nominated? he got. I don't. I don't remember. Maybe it's that, that song one <clears throat> that mm-hmm. I'm like. But he should have been then in that, not like crazy great, right? Yeah, no. He's also like doesn't sing that much. In he it. was nominated for Phantom best is actor. the whole. Th- <laughs> I yeah. mean, every time, like Phantom's a lot of singing, like literally the whole film. like the whole time. So I feel like that's more impressive. And it's probably. opera, which is a really difficult style. Yeah, it's hard to be like. First of all, I'm gonna be in a musical without having any <clears throat> singing training. But then it's also entirely sung and it's opera. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a lot. So I might give it to Gerard Butler. I might, too. I feel like uh, I, I also love Joaquin Phoenix, but then that's also, again, not like everything is singing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just part. Yeah. It's more like you need to have some good acting. For yeah. One. For this one, I feel like it, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Your face is covered the whole time. You're <laughs> just singing. <laughs> it's also like, I feel like the pressure for getting this right would probably be like a lot because also it was like Andrew Lloyd Webber was there. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a giant musical. So if it's like, okay, we're casting you as the lead role and you have no singing training and everyone's going to be judging you for that. What happened to uh, Cats then? Why was he so involved in this? I don't know. And not in the Cats. Or was he? I don't think he was. I, he I feel like I don't remember ever hearing about him working on the Cats movie. He already did one Cats movie. He's like, you could do whatever you want. He did one? There was a one in the 80s? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe he was like, that's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, he's so like, I'm when not I wrote gonna this, be I associated like... with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he made Cinderella. <laughs> nice. All right. So one point for Drag Butler. Speaking mm-hmm. of cats, next question. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical adaption with the most societal impact. Oh. Of the opera or cats? Most societal, societal impact. impact? Yeah. Oh, probably cats. Well, yeah. it depends, I guess. Cats is known as just being a terrible movie. Yeah. Which it is. Very bad. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny how many famous people were in that movie. That were genuinely like, here's the movie. People people can say like whatever they want about Taylor Swift if you like her or whatever. She has the worst agent when it comes to picking her films. I don't understand who's yeah. Yeah. who's getting her to agree to these things. She did Cat. She did Amsterdam. Yeah. I think she did something else that was like not great. You ever seen Valentine's Day? Yep. It's in that movie. Yeah, she's barely in it, right? It's like one of those like, the t- Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Yeah. When they were dating, right? Yeah. Taylor and Taylor. Yeah. And then he actually married Taylor. Mm-hmm. And now they're both Taylor Long. Crazy. That's his type, Taylor's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I feel... I don't like giving anything to cats, but... Yeah, but... <laughs> <clears throat> it definitely got the most buzz. Yeah. I think it was spectacular in its own way. I saw that movie yeah. on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's really sad. 
It's a sad that's, way to have Christmas. Yeah, we like going to see movies on Christmas. Yeah, but yeah. why Because it was out. Yeah, but that's sad. It was kind of fun. It, it was really boring, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to see it, and I was sitting there the whole time. We were like, Ugh. Like, I thought it would be funny bad. And yeah, it was no. just bad bad. And it was just boring bad. I was yeah. like, nothing funny has happened. Because yeah. there's sometimes bad movies that you're like, this is entertaining and terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was not that. Yeah. I, we have a history of seeing kind of bad movies on Christmas. Yeah. I feel like any like time you've said, I saw that movie on Christmas, I've been like, that's really sad. This one, we saw, I think, Wonder Woman 1984. We watched it at home, but on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Sausage Party one year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Sing. That's not that bad. No, but it was just... That's probably the best of the Christmas movies you've, you've seen on Christmas so Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just... I don't know why. I think we usually, like, what happens is in the morning we'll do our presents, we'll eat some food, and then we're like, now what? Want to go see a movie? Because we always get movie tickets in our stockings. Yep. Then we'll mm. go see a movie. It's fun. I Yeah, I would have never had time to see a movie on Christmas. We're always so busy. We, like, never leave Put the, the turkey in, and then you go, well, that's going to take four hours. Let's go see a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We always host, so we always have a million things going on. But um, I saw Les Mis on Boxing Day one year. I remember seeing that, and I was like, that was boring. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like Cats probably historically is a bigger... Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's destroyed Tom Hooper's career yet. I hope so. I doubt it. You'd think, but he's a man. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, All right. Last bonus best question. The most iconic character mask. Mm. We've got the Phantom, Mm -hmm. obviously. We've got V from V from Vendetta. Uh We've got Hannibal Lecter. And we've Uh got Zorro. Would you also count, like, horror movie masks? Yeah, I counted Hannibal Lecter. No, but I mean also, like, Like Jason Jason and, like, Scream, like, Ghostface. Michael Myers. Do you have a mask on? Yeah. Yeah, he has a mask on. I don't remember. The so mask. It's just, like, it's, just, it's just like a white, a white mask. Yeah. Is the mask a mask or is he just green? It's a mask. It peels off of him. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it like it. It's weird because it like forms to him, so it's not like a traditional mask. But he does like rip it off. Like he has to put it off. I feel like I've never truly seen that. Movie. I don't think I have either. Um. Anyways, you know the mask of Zaro was called the mask of Zaro. Mm-hmm. But, sure was. I mean, this one is pretty. You know, it's yeah. on the uh, poster. You know, that's like all of the posters. Yeah, it's just a mask and a rose. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like if I thought of mask designs, what I would think of. Have you just said mask to me? If I was like, name a masked character right now. I feel like I would maybe do Jason Voorhees, but also, yeah, maybe Phantom of the Opera. I think it would depend on what kind of mask I would think of first. I feel like if you said name a half masked. Oh, a you half know, mask? if you said half mask, oh, I'd say phantom. Specific. Well, no, but like, I'm also trying to think of what I would think if you said full mask. I just say mask. You know, I'm not. Yeah, mask. but like, I don't know, because also like some of them are like it's a mask, but it's also like most of the head, which yeah. is like different. But if it's like just the front, yeah, maybe I'd think of phantom first. I don't know. That's really hard. One. <laughs> that is hard. I probably wouldn't think of E for Vendetta. I no. don't know why. I just no. wouldn't think of that. See, that's for me, that's one of like the first ones I think of. Mm. But it's like, I was, I really liked that movie. 
Mm. I've never seen and, them. And I, I think people also still wear the masks for, like, Guy Fawkes Day and stuff, so. Might also th- depend on the time of year, if it's around Halloween. I might oh, think yeah. of one of the Halloween ones. That's true. One of the horror movie ones. But, like, if it's, like, the middle of the summer, I might be, like, Phantom. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He also has a, a very specific reason for wearing it. Yeah. So, maybe Phantom. Maybe Phantom. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like right now, yes. <laughs> Mostly because I also can't think of some of the other ones. Other than the horror movie ones, but also... It, the Mask it is of Zorro like, one is just like a black eye mask, right? Yeah. yeah. That's um, not as cool. No. Should we give it to Phantom? Might give it to Phantom. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. So with that, we'll move on to the final scoring. So adding up all the points from the rounds and the bonus points, our final score is... 81. So an A minus. Okay. Mm. It's not bad. I feel like that's I feel better like. than thirty three percent. Yeah, it's better yeah. than thirty three percent. I was looking up the just because for the cats question. Cats has a eighteen percent, nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That mm-hmm. makes sense. And a two point eight on IMDB, which makes sense. Phantom has a thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but then a seven point two on IMDB. So it's like very different depending yeah. on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. So I think the critics that saw it on Rotten Tomatoes were just not into musicals, probably. <laughs> probably. Pretty rude. Because it's got a 3.4 on Letterboxd, which mm-hmm. is more audience scores. Sometimes people just need to calm down. Yeah. And you realize that every movie doesn't have to be for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Also, like, if you're going into a movie and you know you don't like that genre or that, like, style, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't have the right to be, <laughs> to yeah. be like judging it then like if you're if you if you're the type of person who's like i hate musicals yeah i absolutely hate anything that has singing in it and then you're like but i am going to wholeheartedly judge the phantom of the opera the movie that's the thing they like, like they go and they see no. a musical they're like i hate musicals and then they go and watch a musical and be like i hated it two out of five and yeah like, and it's like but you went into it hating it yeah you really like, yeah. never so of course give you're gonna hate choice. it but we also kind of hate on some movies that we know we're not gonna like yeah. Joker. Joker. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that's... It's, like, it's different, though. The thing though. is, is I like superhero movies. Yeah. Yeah. As, 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 in a general sense, I like that genre of movie. I just didn't like that movie because of the yeah. plot. Yeah. I feel like and it's... the writing. Well, also, like, when I went to go see it, I really went in with absolutely no, like, thoughts about it at all. Yeah. You went in being like, I like Walking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I might like it. And then you were really disappointed. I went in being like, I have no thoughts about this I went in knowing I would probably hate it. But that was after. I think the they're also, yeah, though, also. like, kind of, it, that's like the film bro genre, right? And yeah. we're really not into that, mostly because of what it represents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which might be a little bit different. Also, it depends on how big they get. If, they're, if they get really famous, mm-hmm. but they're saying things that you think are problematic, it's almost like, well, it's why we have to be critical about yeah. it. Yeah. Is that... Or, like, people are going to think these are the kind of movies that are good, these are the kind of movies we have to make, and it's like, I mean, I guess it's fine to make them, but mm-hmm. if that becomes the majority of what you make because you know it makes money, mm-hmm. you know, that's the problem. Yeah. But whereas, like, when you have this and it's like, okay, this, critics hate this, it's like, this doesn't really matter. Like, this doesn't, like, yeah. this was just, this is just a movie that was made because the musical's really popular, and it's just kind of fun. Like, this doesn't really, it's not saying anything crazy. So it doesn't really I mean, matter what people think, but that's that almost makes it worse when then critics are like, 10%! And it's like, what? I feel like all that <laughs> it really does is makes you feel bad for liking it. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, but maybe you're wrong. But then, of course, you know, <laughs> there is a reason you have criticism is that it, it kind of helps to see what is good and what isn't that helps to make movies better, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I do just think it's dumb when you have critics that just hate music. But it could also be, again, be like, like no. we've talked before about how the majority of the critics are those people. Yeah. That's, like, why it's, like, the, the movies that are, like, have female protagonists or that are for young girls, it's, like, they don't get reviewed as well because the amount of critics uh-huh. that are there that represent those people aren't real. Like, they That's, yeah. like, literally what Brie Larson got, like, death threats for saying. She was like, yeah. hey, we need more female critics and more critics of color because... Yeah. When a bunch of white men go review Captain Marvel, they don't connect to the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't see the importance of the story. Mm-hmm. And then she got, you know, everyone hated her and wanted her to die. Yeah. Because of fanboys and toxic masculinity, which was literally the problem she was talking about. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> am I not wrong? <laughs> like, thanks for proving my point. Yeah. So I think more when you see, like, those movies, like, all the ones we've talked about in the last two weeks that have, like, low <laughs> Where we've been, like, Rotten Tomatoes scores, we're like, we think these are good. I think a lot of it just shows you the kind of critics that there are. Yeah. And how if that's going to be your your a base of what's good or not then it's going to be a problem because you don't have enough representation to show what the majority of people or just like what those other subgroups would think too Mm -hmm. because they're not represented in the big thing yeah that's why you got to read letterboxd reviews (laughs) that's where the regular old schmoes go (laughs) well i mean these are also like the past two weeks have been ones where we've been like we don't even think that these are masterpieces yeah we we just just don't think think they're they're that bad yeah we just don't think they're that bad we just (laughs) think they're fun that's why you have to listen to a female-led film podcast (laughs) yeah who are willing to talk about twilight yeah because we're not cowards yeah i suppose this is also yeah like a movie I don't know if I would say it's necessarily geared towards women. I think that musicals just tend to kind of be liked more by women or, you know. Yeah, well, it's yeah, yeah effeminate to like yeah. musicals, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that's kind of why they get sort of really low ratings. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everything else is just like... Because I don't even think... This is, it has a female protagonist, I guess. But she doesn't have, like, that much character to her. I almost feel like the Phantom is, again, a more deep character. Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast. It's always the guy, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. When, and they're, like, they're weird and it's not necessarily good, but still they have the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But that's just something It's about... also, like, just with, like, this, it's almost, it's not an action, you know? But it is. There's, like sword fights and yeah. mm-hmm. chase sequences and you know mm-hmm. crazy fires and ex- not explosions with like the chandelier coming down and mm-hmm. it's like you know it's not a very feminine movie but because they're singing in it you know yeah. it's somehow relegated to being a chick flick yeah, yeah. Or for like, women. no there's murder yeah no. straight murder so guy gets hung chelsea gasped again so funny <laughs> one of my favorite things is chelsea gasping at things yeah so funny Anyways. So anyways, um <laughs> that might be Yeah, I think that's, that that's, that's all it. we gotta say about Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cine.grade or on Twitter at Cinegrade to keep up with what films we review next. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail dot com. Let us know how you feel about the film, send us your own grade and give us any thoughts you had. If you disagree about anything, feel free to tell us that too. We're always interested in having conversations about film. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us get more exposure so that more people can find us. Where can they reach you? You guys can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. 
And you guys can find me on Instagram at Alja Kerr if you want to keep up with us or ask any questions and never hesitate to reach out. I think that's it for this week. I'm Alja Kerr. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. And we'll see you next time on Cinegrade.